0: This is what happens with like sometimes when we get guests on. It's like certain ones we're sort of like okay, let's and then it's like we're just nerding out about Fantastic Four and whatever (laughs) other random stuff that is
1: popping in our
0: heads. Like this is what the podcast became, and it's like. Welcome to your doom.
2: Well, I don't even I don't even know if we've started the podcast at this point, so I'm kind of just going to throw an intro in here, and then I can uh, I can mess it around at some point later on and just kind of. Can I suggest it. just slow? Can I just
3: can I just suggest the slow fade in? You know what I mean? Just like pick a good starting point and then just slow yeah in that just fade in so, so we've been talking. Natural.
2: Yeah. Do you guys want to like have a, a strange sentence that you kind of lead in with so that it sounds like you've been having a very bizarre <laughs> conversation for little
0: while? <laughs> are having a
2: bizarre conversation yeah I yeah i gonna like i don't mean really need to pretend
0: well,
3: it, it's kind of funny because i've like like i dealt with <laughs> wait hold on let me start the
2: goddamn episode <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> holy Sorry. shit wait, wait 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 hello everybody and welcome to that's the issue uh, the comic book podcast uh, that talks about important issues uh, my name is matt loon um as always i'm joined by my co-host wes wes how are you tonight keep it brief
0: Quite well thank you very much how are you
2: <laughs> we are joined uh by a guest this week uh this week we've got uh mr ian mondrick on the show uh, to talk about his uh brand new kickstarter curio the anti-thematic anthology ian welcome to the show
3: hello just keep going okay. keep talking about it please. yeah no yeah it absolves me of having to do it myself I
2: know, we'll get you to talk about it as well but talking of you talking about it which uh is um, a weird sentence um what i love about <laughs> um before we actually go into your um kickstarter i am always a fan of kickstarters with videos and i watched your video and i have to say oh. you are very good in front of the camera sir you,
3: um... oh well, that's very nice, like, that's not what I was no. expecting you to say
2: <laughs> you do you
3: have um... I was expecting you to say uh oh, that's quite a quite an interesting shirt you have no there. I think or the, or
2: look yeah. the 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 curse of uh or the burden of our um you know kind of genre of creativity is that you know you get a lot of people that are writers and um kind of artists and you know they they keep themselves indoors a lot which means that they don't you know don't get a chance to to speak i know that like before i started doing this podcast i was like super awkward all the time and but you you you've got like a, a really natural kind of you know a, a little bit a good good bit of banter going on with the with the with the camera i think it works
3: i was raised in a theater <laughs> that's not true that's not true at all uh, but thank you so much I did get a lot of feedback that I talk with my hands and you do, you um, I normally I, I don't think I talk with my hands or I'm just super dude, not I aware of it. or you're um, on a
2: podcast that no one can notice
3: well I'm sorry I what was that was like, you... it,
0: like when, when people when I talk when I am I talking in person to somebody I talk with my hands a lot and I don't realize I'm doing it like right now as I am as I am just not even having a camera on me I am talking with my hands so that is how bad it is I
2: you think you don't have a camera on you, but
3: Kyle is always <laughs>
0: watching. I got the feeling that somebody's watching me,
3: and it's Eden. Is, <laughs> is this the part where Wes sings? I'm not super familiar with the show.
2: <laughs> we do normally break for a song no, halfway through. Oh, um, something like no. me
3: when you do an announcer voice
0: is kind of like the show.
3: I, uh, in full disclosure, I missed last episode, uh, the Len... Is it Len Wein or Len Ween? I've had this. We argument before. The uh, we
2: we had the exact same conversation. Okay. Yeah, is, uh, we, we landed on Len Ween. Because um, that's okay, yeah. To be I was. To describe.
3: I was originally going with Len Ween, um, and then I thought about Weinstein, you know, or the Weinstein brothers, Or the Weinstein yeah. brothers, and I was like, maybe it is Len Wine.
2: Mm. No, so we, I did But um... oh, that's
3: what my gut says. My gut says Ween. Brain yeah. says wine, Gut says Ween. Anyway, missed that oh, episode. Good. Um, but I did I did listen to most of the um uh, Secret Empire uh, oh, Encore Uncle episode that you did. And I'm so happy <laughs> like that we're going to talk about Secret Empire Omega. Yeah. Oh well, god, cuz I have some I have some corrections for you guys.
2: Oh, corrections. What well, as worried. in um opposites opposite opposing thoughts because I, I didn't I'm think, gonna I going to come that. off
3: I to come off as a straight up fucking Marvel okay. show. <laughs> when we start I, talking
2: about well way. we will we'll get to secret environment. yeah um but first, first let's all... listen to
3: some more of west singing west what else no, you got i don't got? have anything else What's... right now I,
1: it's,
2: uh, it's got to be natural i've tried i've tried bringing <laughs> yeah, okay. it
3: right. fair monkey. enough fair enough we'll see no i and listen and i apologize i did not mean to treat you as such <laughs> but not, I... well again again full disclosure because i feel like being honest i'm going to try to get you to sing okay let
0: right. just don't say dance monkey dance
3: the guy I will not. I promise. The game is afoot. Yeah.
2: Doesn't need you to dance. Just sing. It's fine. And <laughs> um, so, for those listening, um, you may recognise Ian, um, or you may not, from um, a podcast that I do with him uh, called Super Comic Battle Wars. I'm still not sure how much of the previous 17 minutes I'm going to include in our recording. So um, we we did mention it before, but uh, we do Super Comic Battle Wars with uh, with Kyle um, over on MultiversityComics.com. Um, and um, we kind of we all know each other a little bit. Um, well, we uh, the three of us do, and then Wes, you know all of us as well. And um, we all kind of go back uh, back a ways. Kyle and uh, Wes are apparently enemies, although I don't really know where that's come from. Uh, but I, I think know. it's um, I think it's kind of a love hate thing. I think if you were in Star Trek, know. you'd be dumped on a planet and you'd have to get along in order to survive, and then you'd get beamed up and you'd be best friends.
3: I Okay, hold on, really, but you did say enemies, and the previous conversation, nemesis. we used the word nemesis, and I feel like, nemesis. We're nemesis. I I, yet I may be splitting hairs here, but I always felt like nemesis were always nemesis equal time, but right? opposite, right? you know what I mean? And usually that's depicted as good and bad, or light and dark, right. but it, it, I don't feel that either one of them is evil, although Kyle probably a little bit more I, like Kyle, like, Kyle unlike, is
0: more the evil one, probably, but I don't, you see... Here's the thing like in the previous comment if Matt actually uses any of the previous chat it's <laughs> like Lord help us Maybe. but it but um it, okay but it's funny um I I don't know where it started like one day suddenly Kyle just calling me his nemesis and I'm just like okay I don't know why but I roll with it and every time Kyle and I chat to this day it's always like hello nemesis it's like it's and, and it's like and it's like oh I almost picture it as like the Seinfeld hello Newman. <laughs> Hello,
3: Seinfeld. Matt, do me a favor. Include the part where he says this earlier, just to make him look like a crazy person. <laughs>
2: just out of context.
3: Dude, I, I mean, most mo- most likely. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, it would be great because he did a really good job in Capsule again. But if you if you put in both, then he's gonna look insane. It's I, gonna be. Great. I could just repeat yeah, it
2: like I, I, three looked, times I, I, and just you know we can react fine. as though he's actually repeating. <laughs> Dude, I have
0: been. I have looked probably like a full I can What was it? It was funny when we were talking about being awkward on the internet. I'm going, dear God, I'm still learning how not to be awkward yeah. on the internet. I think when am I not awkward? Exactly. On the internet? It's like you're the, it, if you're on like comics internet somehow you're going you're going to have that moment. where You're like, I feel awkward as hell right now. But oh well, roll with it. Let's see what happens.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those, isn't it? Because like people that want to like grew up wanting to write or people that grew up wanting to draw you know they they didn't necessarily grow up wanting to uh, advertise themselves or sell themselves or sell their work you know i think they just grew up wanting to do what they wanted to do and it's um and it it's difficult and i think it was we and you were talking earlier Wes, about it weren't we like self-promotion is oh. is hard like even if you love yourself
3: oh yeah
2: <laughs> self-promotion is really yeah, difficult let's,
3: let's talk <laughs> let's talk about how i stuck at that for a while well so how did you find um, that is this your first
2: yeah. kickstarter in that you like the first you, that you've run
3: this is my. This is the first Kickstarter that I've run personally. Um, I was part of the Unlawful Good anthology, um, which was curated by uh, uh, now Marvel editor Heather Antos, cool. and uh, that was awesome. There's like you know seventy people on it or something, so it was this huge project, and it was um, it felt like kind of a community of its own, and. Um, there is, um, there was a, the most recent Kickstarter was Brawler, which I worked on with this guy, uh, a good friend, uh, Blackie Shepard. And, uh, <clears throat> we pitched issues one and two, we got funding, which is great. So he's knee deep in those, like right now, as we speak, I've a- actually been talking to him tonight. Um, and, but this is the first one that's totally, um, solo all on my own. And, um, <clears throat> it's not nerve wracking or stressful in any way whatsoever. <laughs> I you're totally s- like. Are you doing yet- well with self-promotion? Did I sell that? Did I sound at least? No, <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Um, what, the biggest mistake. The I, I made a a bunch of mistakes, um, but I think the most prominent was that <clears throat> I'm on social media so much now. Like I I launched on Wednesday, and my usage is probably up like two thousand percent. And that's a a sharp incline, and I probably should have started getting myself it's like working out. Like you don't run a marathon and just wake up one day and go, you know what I'm gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Um, you you know, you build yourself up to it and I and I didn't do that. And um and I'm not because again, like I'm it it's an awkward thing and I don't like talking about myself too much, but, you know, um the real motivating factor behind it is it's not just me, it's like there's over twenty creators on this book. And um, you know, a lot of this work deserves to be seen by a lot of people. Mm. So um that's the sort of thing that gets me over the hump like um i I'll, I'll do it because if I don't do it, it's like then I've kind of let these people who've done this work down um, well I hate but I hate to
2: go from a conversation where you're literally describing how difficult it is to getting you to do that very thing, but um tell us about your work
3: um well, so curio is the sort of like the culmination of like the first five years of me doing comics um not everything that i've done is in there but you know uh, all of the stuff that i'm i'm proud of and actually there's some stuff that i'm proud of that that didn't make it in um for one reason or another but um um it's it's um it's been a long a long journey of 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 shorts and and um unrequited pitches and uh, ideas that went no nowhere and and stuff that um just kind of get stuck in, in limbo. Um, and, um, but I don't know, like I, I look at this stuff now and it's like, it's a nice kind of like bookmark. It's like a, a great kind of chapter one, hmm. I feel. And, um, I like that. Yeah. And uh, I'm really like, and this is the thing, like I really wanted to get funded because I really want to start working on a second chapter. Like uh, after this, I've got um, 2 Well, we'll have to write the third and fourth issue of brawler, which is the next, the next um, uh, undertaking after this Kickstarter is over. And then once three or four are written and we're on track to do that Kickstarter, um, I'm working on, uh, I have like two, I have two pitches that I'm kind of kicking around right now. And I have like a one shot uh, uh, horror story um, that I'm a big fan of. It's like, I think I did like an outline for, it. I think it's like 30 pages or 28 pages or something. Um, and I want to write that too. But you know, that, that could be easily like all of 2018
1: because
3: nice. um, I don't, I'm not that prolific. Like I work hard, but you know. <laughs> you are on your way. Yeah, and I don't want to write a pitch unless the issue's done. So, like, basically, um, writing—you know—writing a pitch is me. Gonna, I'm going to write the full issue. I'm not just going to write the first seven pages.
2: That is that is difficult, isn't it? As well, like because you know you want to make sure that you like with Kickstarter. A lot of people talk about, oh well, you know the the risks and rewards of Kickstarter and things like that. Um, you know, and 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 I think for for someone who's who's investing in Kickstarter, you want you want to be sure that everything's done. But for you you know that is that's a massive investment to kind of get to get your whole the whole story finished the whole idea finished, not just an investment of your time but you kind of you put in all this work in and you you might not get funded, and so you know you you might not get like to see that kind of come to fruition so you know you've you've had these stories for a while, haven't you so like um what made you want to um like push them out there now
3: um well, again, just because I kind of felt like you know it was um, it was it was time to turn a corner. It, it was time to take the stuff that I had done, and um, and and you know kind of kind of uh, again, like, I guess get started on the, the next mm. the next stage, um, and that's going to be a little bit more focused on on either longer shorts, um, or um, more stuff that's more style after a pitch. Like like there's gonna there's a couple of four page comics in here, um, and I would and I would venture that i think the the shortest is four and the longest is 12 and i would assume that if i do a second volume of this that most of them would be 12 or longer um because i want to start working on on more long format stuff and, and stuff that would probably work as a a single story that but also part of a full issue um yeah so um yeah it was just um it was just time and um i uh i was waiting for uh uh, there's a, a 10 page script that's um, the only part of Curio that's not finished is uh, is going to be the first story and it's, it's a 10 page short called Wind Tremendous and it, it's this script that I wrote like maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago and I, I absolutely love it it kind of works in a lot of ways as we were saying as we were talking about earlier most of the stories in Curio are kind of designed to be part of a larger universe um, or, or have bigger stories that I can tell around them and um, this, this story, went Tremendous, is like a a, a late sequel to a story that uh, is a, a pitch that I'm going to be working on next year. And uh, I just loved it so much, and I loved all of the characters, and it kind of bounced around between a couple of artists um, before I settled on this guy, uh, Ben Philby, uh, from, um, well, from your uh, your neck of the woods, Matt. Uh, from, I'll be uh, Bry- judging
2: him and, um, worrying, actually. If you need, yeah. uh, you know, if you need skills about that.
3: He's amazing. He's amazing. No, no. The story looks the story looks so great. He uh, he penciled, inked. He's doing the colors. It looks awesome. It has this amazing vibe, and um, and I'm like I'm so proud of the way this looks, and I'm so proud of everything else in the book as well. And I'm like, well, this this kind of sealed it. I was like, this is going to give me enough content. Um, I'll, I'll have about a hundred pages in there. Oh, exactly a hundred pages, and um, and I was like, all right, it, it's time to do this. I feel like I can fill up a volume, and I always prefer you know working while the iron is hot and having him kind of finishing up this story while simultaneously finishing up the book um is just great timing so
2: and i mean you kind of answered uh, one of my, ne- my next questions there because you you mentioned like the idea of expanding these worlds that you've built like so because the each of the stories in curio are their own thing and um, there's no you know there's kind of um almost you know vehemently there's no theme to the the stories that you that have got uh in the in the issues uh in the um in the short stories so um like what um what kind of thing are you are you are you are you going through or what kind of things inspired each of the stories you know are they just things that you come across as you go along or you know are they? Um... yeah
3: i don't know yeah the um <laughs> i don't know i feel like uh i feel like in a lot of ways i steal a lot of stuff you know it's a lot of kind of like mixing certain elements of things and kind of blending them together um and um i realize that i'm i'm really close to having this anthology almost be a a crime anthology because a lot of the a lot of the stories involve crime but um mm. yeah I've, I've always kind of um i've always kind of enjoyed you know i, I I'm a big movie fan. I, I wouldn't call myself a cinephile because you know, who calls themselves that, <laughs> but um, I, I'm a huge movie fan and there's just a certain kind of grittiness and a certain kind of attitude that I like um, in, in some of my favorite films. And, and I always try to embody that, mm-hmm. um, you know, characters that are, are fallible yet, you know, kind of uh, um, competent and witty and um, you know, and um i don't do capes very well like i don't do superhero yeah. stuff like traditional superhero stuff really well mm. um but i aim for more of that uh uh i don't even want to say noir but you know <laughs> without without being putting too fine a point on it like that that kind of pulp fiction vibe yeah yeah um you know like yeah. a, a sci-fi pulp fiction kind you know, of thing
0: yeah hey, if you don't mind me asking like just to give you a little bit, like kind
3: of, kind of like a kind of like an
0: interesting idea of like kind of like why like why are some of your favorite films
3: Oh, uh well yeah, so pulp fiction is obviously one of my I, favorites. Um oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, oddly enough there's this there's this uh kind of um underseen Cohen brothers uh, film called Miller's Crossing. Oh yeah, I I'm I, I have
0: never seen I have not seen it actually.
3: Oh, so, um like god, yeah, it, yeah, it's um, Irish uh, and Italian mobs uh going head to head during um uh, prohibition, but it's just like it's just the smartest story and uh, the opening scene is so great like um, they do so much exposition uh, in the first scene without telling you anything. It's just a conversation between the two heads of the Irish and the Italian mob, and they're in the Irish uh, guy's um, uh, office, and they both have like these right hands, and both right hands are there, and like they're not talking at all. They're just kind of eyeing each other up, and yeah, what what they inf- like what they tell you, uh, and uh, the the way they do it, it's this hard nosed kind of gangster thing with Tommy guns and uh, you know, and. Um, and you know, lots of, um, lots of, lots of, uh, lots of misogyny, which was rampant at the time. Um, not that that's delightful, but it's kind of shocking and horrifying, but you know, um, accurate. And, um, and there's actually like, a um, a very, uh, uh kind of a, a, homo- a, homoerotic undertone to the film, which is so curiously enchanting for me. It's just, it, it just gives the film this other layer that you don't really expect, um, and that they don't overplay at all. But, um, yeah, and it, it's cool. The the yeah, it's um, it's great. Anyway, I'll wax rhapsodic about fucking Miller's I just Crossing. That's so. really kind of caught my eye because like
0: I always like hearing some people's like their favorite movies to kind of get an idea of like okay, like kind of get a like a gist of what they're aiming for. I mean, you said like I mean, yeah, you know, okay, I'm just curious. It yeah. also gives me, also adds stuff to my own list of movies I need to see. Because
3: oh man. yeah, man, I'll tell you what, I can't recommend that movie
0: highly enough. I, I have like like it's funny because right now I've been uh I've been watching a lot of TCM lately. Like, okay, so yeah. I've been it because and occasionally like as my mom's a classic movie buff, so, right? So it's like so so she's like every once in a while my mom go hey Wes you should check this out like, so my my mom says <laughs> oh well, no trust me my mom's earned classic movies she's been like she's been watching movies forever and like she like she and like, she loves and TCM like when we first got TCM she was mesmerized by it she was like this is so cool like all these classic movies this is awesome and she always recommends me stuff to check out from time to time and and always and always was really cool every movie she recommends me nine times out of ten i always end up digging it because like i've seen let's see i've seen i've seen the thin man i've seen Mm. seen casablanca uh like uh let's see uh i've seen it's like my movie is like a filler on the roof um oh god like
3: I have not seen Fiddler on there. Like, what
0: all movies have I not seen? It's like, it's sort of like, I've seen, like, almost a little bit of everything. Like, at one point or another, like, it's like, so I've seen some of the the noir, because they actually do, like, a noir thing every bit or so on TCM. I think it's like, Mm. and they, so, she showed me a couple of those, and I thought they were really cool, and I can't think of the names off the top of my head, but, uh. When
3: we, when we go back that far, the, 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 really, when we go that far back, I'm really pretty much just, like, Hitchcock. Hitchcock. And, Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Like, I'm not too familiar with anything it, else. Like,
0: like I remember, like, my mom showed, like, one time uh, The Birds was airing on TCM. So, had to go watch Me, The Birds. And I, had ne- I had never seen it. And I watched that the first time. That was, that was an experience of a
3: movie to watch for the first time. Because it's very
0: darkly comedic.
3: Oh, and I, yeah, my favorite thing about the birds is they never give you an explanation. They never do. That's and I love that. Yes, I was I remember yes. as a kid watching that movie, and I'm like, uh, like, and my whole thing is just like, okay, well, what's like, is there some crazy guy in a lighthouse with some sort of sound, like, and then just nope, like, hey, they like, here's the answer. They went fucking nuts, and you go, all right, like, I have to learn to deal with that as the moviegoer. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is cool, and it has a very weird sense of humor,
0: and you don't, and cause it's and it's very as you think. This should not be this funny, but my lord, it is actually kind of hilarious in a weird way. I'll and be honest;
3: I haven't seen it recently enough to 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 be able to confirm or deny that. But it makes me want to I, I, see I it. I kind again. of want to rewatch it now because I because but because there's like birds. And yeah, now that you mentioned it, there's like birds hitting a car, and exactly. like so many birds hit the car, the car explodes. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like someone's like, someone's shooting them out of their out of his bird gun.
0: Yeah, you're like, what is this? It's like one of the weirdest movies Hitchcock did and it's just supremely yeah. weird but very cool. Like I do not now I want to rewatch it, but it's I've not seen that in a while myself and cuz I was watching uh I was, I've been watching uh rewatching Psych recently and they there's an episode that's pretty much like a hom- an homage to like Hitchcock flicks out the wazoo. Like they they reference North by Northwest and and um and it's like, and like pretty much every Hitchcock you can think of, a Vertigo is a heavy influence of the episode. And, and you're like, and I'm like, huh. So that's well, why I'm like, I want to just rewatch some Hitchcock right now. Now this like, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I want to rewatch or just watch some Hitchcock I have somehow missed over the years. Cause, and I've seen about, I've seen a good bit of Hitchcock movies.
3: Well, if I can be bold enough to recommend Dial M for Murder, if you haven't seen it, never
0: it's... have seen that.
3: So it, it basically it takes it takes place in one room essentially. Which one's um, that? And there's like one or maybe two scenes that are outside this this uh, room, and it's um, it's a super intense, um, yeah, it's like a super. It's I think it was originally a stage play. Um, Did you watch? Uh, some... It's oh, so good. Rope. Yeah,
2: it's... ropes very much like that. The Alfred Hitchcock uh, movie.
3: No, uh, that I have not seen. I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen. Uh, what's the one with the weird name Marnie? I haven't seen Marnie I haven't seen either. No, I've not either. seen, no, I've not seen a... Marnie. I went if through.
2: A if that's, of if that's what it's called. Yeah, I think it is called Marnie. Yeah, I went. Yeah, so I watched I watch Robe, and that's kind of um, it it's not, but it is, but it's not like they try and uh, they film it all in one take. Um, so the whole thing is like one one camera movement as it moves around this kind of apartment, oh. and it's got Jimmy Stewart in it, and he's a he's the college professor for two, uh, two. Guys that um that share like a share an apartment together, and they've murdered someone, and they invite ev- they hide this body they hide this body in the in the trunk that is their kind of coffee table, and they invite everyone all their friends and family around, and they have this dinner party around this body, and like no one else knows the body's there, and they they because they're basically just lording over the fact that they're they've committed the perfect murder. And uh, and then Jimmy Stewart comes in, and he's awesome. um and he's like their college professor. And I think I think the 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 what they study, what he's a professor of, is kind of ironic. Like he's a professor of like murderology or something. And, uh, and so
3: like,
1: <laughs> it's it's
2: not that. But <laughs> oh my
3: god, I got my PhD in murderology. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I this is the I oh, suck at describing be, movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
3: no, no, that's great. Keep going. I, I, you, know, you can't stop I'm, now. I'm I'm, already, I'm on the hook. yeah. And
2: so basically, I'm, he does this kind of like um. Poirot, Angela Lansbury, think the way he kind of tries to um, tries to solve the solve what's going on with them. But the whole film is filmed like the whole movie is filmed in in one take. And every so often, you know. But obviously, uh, back then, you they the, the the reel of film in the camera wasn't long enough to film an entire movie. And so three three or four times in the film, like it will the camera will pan across, and there'll be someone stood in front of the camera, and then they'll just kind of pause. And then they'll start it up again, and it will look like one kind of seamless motion. Um, and it's um, it's one of those where I, I read about that, and then I watched the film, and I couldn't not see those moments. But then at the same time, like what they what they achieve with it is uh, is like really really cool for the time. And and, that, and that's the same. That's like a must have been a play or something because that's all set in um, in one apartment of these two right, you know, I'm amateur to I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna yeah. fast forward like sixty years or some shit. Um, But speaking of crazy camera angles, have either of you guys uh, are either of you guys familiar with the Raid movies, like the Raid and the Raid Two? Yes,
2: I think I saw the Raid. Is that where they're in the in the the, the big kind of high rise block?
3: Yes, it's basically like uh, Wes. Have you seen Dread? You're gonna. You guys are going to have fun with me on this one, but no, I have
0: not gotten a chance. Okay, all right.
3: Well, the the plot of Dread and the Raid are very similar, and it's, and it's the sort you know, of plot that it? I... Yeah, it's like catnip for me. Like, they're in a building, and they have to get to the top of the building and kill and fight their way up there. Like, I love that shit. Well, I, um, but that's basically the Raid. But the Raid 2, um, you have to watch. It's this sprawling, like, two-and-a-half-hour epic with, like, seven or eight, like, set-piece fight scenes. And some of them are, like, super fucking violent. I mean, like off the charts violent. Um, but there's this one, there's this car chase scene. And you probably find it on YouTube. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. And there's this camera angle that you're like, you you don't understand how they get it. It literally goes out the back of one car all the way, like down the road and then into the driver's seat of another car or the passenger seat. What would be the driver's seat? Well, I guess the, the passenger seat for Matt, the driver's seat for me and, and west yeah. um and goes right in there and it turns out they actually had a dude with a camera dressed as the car seat what right and like they just they yeah. edited shots like yeah, yeah, yeah. like i've seen the, the gif of it or whatever and like the dude is like wearing a suit to make him look like the the passenger uh, driver's seat. and then like basically starts moving the camera when the other one stops oh it's crazy the the movie is just full of these that insane shots and these amazing insane yeah, 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 but it's, but again, it's super, super long yeah. and like this big epic thing, which is basically like a guy goes undercover and, um, a, a guy has to, he goes undercover to, to stop this criminal organization, but he's got to go to jail to do it. And like jail takes like 40 minutes. Um, Amazing. so it's just, it's super long, but, um, but really great and, and super worth the wait. I mean, there's a scene with this, uh, uh, blind chick who like swinging these two hammers and this dude who has like a baseball bat and a baseball, uh, and he's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So good. I love
0: ridiculous action movies. It's, yeah. it's like I, I remember when I it was funny. Um, I saw. I remember I saw Shoot 'Em Up. Oh yeah, I was just thinking about oh, that yeah. the other day. And it's it, that movie is like bonkers, goofy action movie. It's like so. I remember someone described it to me as kind of like a Bugs Bunny action film. Yeah, it is. It so this is, makes,
3: yeah. yeah, this makes Shoot 'Em Up look like a G rated movie. All be prepared. Yeah, it's yeah. it is it is. You will you will um, you will straight up. I, I don't consider myself squeamish, but man, yeah, there's some shit in there with a the box there, cutter. That I there's a certain
2: type of film, like shoot 'em up, and like like what the raid sounds like. That like if you describe it to someone, like crank and crank two. If you describe those movies to people, <laughs> they sound like the worst movies in the world. But I think what what separates them from like actually terrible movies is the fact that they they know they know what they're doing. Like they they know that they know kind of how not shit they are but they know how like trashy they are and they, they kind of lean into are, that really heavily yeah perfect, exactly
3: they, yeah a perfect example of that is pacific Rim. yes yes
2: oh my expo-
3: Lord pacific, Lord. pacific Rim it's is movie. A, it's a phenomenal film um i mean you know it, it's lacking in a lot of kind of glaring ways but yeah. it's great but if you explain that movie to anybody who's unfamiliar with it you sound like an idiot you're like okay there are these giant sea monsters and then people get in these huge robots and punch them, and you're like, uh huh. And you're like, no, 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 trust me, it's great.
2: Yeah, yeah. at most people. He uses a lorry as a sword, um, but no, don't, no, don't walk yeah, away. Yeah. It's really good. It's good.
3: Oh, <laughs> it's one of the things where
0: if you explain something for him, somebody will go, what in the world? I was like, trust me, watch it. And then they watch it's like, that was awesome. And it's yeah. Like, it's why, and, and that, I remember because there's also the, there was a prequel comic that, um, that IED, that, um, no, Legendary did for their comic company, the Year Zero books that kind of explain, like, the backstory behind all of it. And it's actually kind of cool. It's actually well worth hunting down if you get a chance. It's, they're, like, like Pacific Rim Year Zero, I think it's. But it's actually a pretty good little comic, but it kind of explains all the backstory that leads up into what makes up Pacific
3: Rim. Well, they're it, doing that sequel with John Boyega now, so I can't again. wait for that. I. I yeah.
2: I, are uh, any of the original cast in it? He's like Charlie Hunnam in it.
3: No, I don't
2: think so. See, that sounded like I was asking a question, but that was really very much my wife asking me the question and ha- having me ask through, like, a- asking that question through yeah. me because Pacific Rim is her happy film and the only reason is pretty much because of Charlie Hunnam. Um, and she's asked yeah. me, like, a dozen times if he's in the second movie and I just don't know.
3: I've um, I've had to... So uh, I had to avoid an argument last night and that argument started with... Um, Hey, uh, do you want to watch baby driver? And my wife goes, uh, no, I'm going to watch King Arthur. And then I went, ah, so that was where it stopped. I still, cause anything past that, anything past that we're getting in. Cause I'm going to say something like, well, didn't you want to watch a good movie this evening? And that's that's not going to, and that's not going to end well. Um, and it would be my fault because listen, I watch shit too. Um, you know, My wife has great taste in movies, but she also watched King Arthur last night. Like (laughs) I, I have really good taste in movies, but you know what? Uh, last month I watched out for justice and also hard to kill. Um, so, you know, nobody's perfect. Did you watch King Arthur with her? No. Oh God. No,
0: (laughs) I've heard very, um, decidedly mixed things on King Arthur.
3: Like, well, listen, just to be clear, there's a decidedly mixed difference between regular shit and diarrhea. (laughs)
0: But, and, and, and someone told me someone as like and I was talking to this one guy about King Arthur and he says it's actually a pretty good movie. I'm like, really? Oh, I mean, I'm
3: really. I'm sure. I'm sure it's better than like Michael Bay's King Arthur or oh, or God. Roland Emmerich's King Arthur, where it's it's still in medieval times and there's swords and dragons, but they still managed to blow up the White House somehow. How the, is you know, it on there's... scale
2: of one to Paul Blart: More Cup Two? <laughs> oh God. I don't
3: know. No, but um but yeah, but listen, it's a Guy Ritchie film, and like with the exception of that Madonna movie that he made, Guy Ritchie's been pretty on point. Um I don't have a lot of qualms with Guy Ritchie's uh uh catalogue of films. Um, but this just looks kinda like a mess. And it does just I wanna see this done but I wanna see this done in a different way. Like I want this to be more Alice in Wonderland and less obvious kind of Game of Thrones cash in hmm. you know like after gladiator they made like 15 swords and sandals god splits. yeah i remember it's that like, yeah, we, yeah. when we get it like but listen troy is just not going to hold up the same way gladiator is you know neither
2: is i it. forgot about Troy. Uh,
3: of course you did
2: <laughs> and alexander you remember alexander
3: i was about to say that yeah like,
0: alexander too wow. i've like... seen alexander because i remember first i ever There's saw a... i saw the cover of alexander i'm like nope
3: okay. <laughs> i was gonna say you could have just said I didn't see Alexander, and I think everybody understood, like, this <laughs> no one did.
0: I saw the cover, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. I just, I remember, I think I was in, I was in a half price of a friend of mine, and I happened to see, and I was like, look, we are looking at the D V shit and I saw, I'm like, we're just going to put you back now.
3: You're, you're there. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah, I mean, it's you. if it's a, if it's a choice between, <laughs> if it's a choice between watching Alexander or my own murder... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Alexander, but like I'm straight up gonna think about it for a second Yeah, your
2: first question <laughs> is gonna be well, how do I die? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, How long is the how long are both of them? <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: That's my first question. Alright, one's a minute forty six. Oof.
2: Maybe they're right. related. Maybe do you want to watch our own murder, Alexander? <laughs> yeah, I'll watch Alexander. Oh no, that is how you die. You die Shit.
3: That is it, yeah, yeah, you die watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is by but, Ringu. Okay.
2: Going back to Pacific Rim a little bit, why aren't there more Kaiju comics? why are they why are there's they all... actually
3: so uh so to try to steer it back towards my shameless self-promotion yeah, uh that's not my good here. friend and collaborator on <laughs> yeah i'm here <laughs> to talk about kaiju movies <laughs> yeah. and uh and, and and go on and on about uh coen brothers movies that no one's seen um the uh one of my collaborator collaborators and an artist on uh two of the stories in curio adam ferris is actually part of this kaiju anthology coming out
1: really? and
3: there's this I'm yeah yeah. there's so. this guy it's called god it's called kaiju gods or something like that but it looks thick uh the guy's name on facebook is alex made or mayday m-a-d-a-y mm-hmm. um but um yeah check him out and uh the check out the uh, freaking it's not live yet or anything it's still in the i think uh, adam's just finishing up his uh his art or something it's but um oh it
2: looks awesome and it's all it's an anthology full of kaiju stories that sounds wicked yeah because I've, I've asked that question a couple of times uh, on like twitter and stuff and people recommend some good books like uh, like kaiju max is obviously awesome and yeah. um and then people recommend like because i i think I, I think as soon as pacific room came out i was like if this isn't a comic soon then what what is even going on and it was but like i don't remember the comic being very good or you know it wasn't like kind of notable but like why is there not kind of huge monsters huge robots fighting huge monsters like on comics pages yeah. more often it seems like i'm gonna it seems like it should be like i think my wife even yeah. said at the time she's like what comic is this based on and i was like i don't think it is like it's not really, like Neon Genesis oh, yeah, Evangelion. That's what so cool, you know, I think that's kind of that's huge mechs fighting each other and stuff, and Gundam, oh, I guess.
0: Yeah. Neon Genesis is a beast on its own. Yeah, that's, that that's a it's giant monsters versus versus uh, versus uh, giant robots with a lot of with with that starts out like that and then becomes um, very gets it gets really weird, man. By the
2: yeah.
0: That
2: anime takes a turn. I mean, I think, by, I think you've got end. to go to manga for it, haven't you? though, really, for that kind of genre of of story. Like, I mean, Attack on Titan. I suppose One Punch Man's always got a lot of huge monsters and things. Um, you know, but I, I don't know a great deal of manga, so uh, like, but that is that seems to be where you want to go if you want to talk about kaiju's and stuff. But, um, but yeah. But anyway, let's um, let's pimp. Um, Pimp Curio a little bit more, um, so where can people? Um, what do people need to look for if they want to find Curio on Kickstarter?
3: Um, the best thing to do is just search for Curio um, oh, okay, on Kickstarter, or, or yeah, or just follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, Ian underscore Face, and um, yeah, you'll find the link. Uh, you know, it's in my pin tweet, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, we're already at thirty percent. Um, I'm only asking for two grand. Um, so it's just enough to print and ship the book. The book's 90 percent done. Um, I'm just waiting on a couple of uh, of pages and a little bit of design work. Uh, the cover's already up. Um, have you guys seen the cover? Did I share that with you?
2: Uh, it's on the um, it's on the Kickstarter. It looks this awesome.
3: Cover. I like it. of okay. Yeah, that, a uh, that vibe
2: to it. It's awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> artist is a uh, is a young Canadian man named Matt Kaler, and you can check him out on Twitter. He's awesome. Um, and if you if you follow me, you'll just see I'm I'm tweeting pretty much ad nauseum about um, uh, uh, just about the creators and, and everybody um, uh, who's a part of the book. So you'll be able to um, to check all of their stuff out, and I'll be sharing some panels here and there. Um, but yeah, it, um, it we're we're doing pretty well. Like I said, we're thirty percent funded, <clears throat> and um, I know my goal was twenty five percent for the first week. So.
2: Um, hey, that, you're awesome. and,
3: uh, yeah, I feel like we're doing pretty good. What kind of um, uh, tiers yeah. have you got? So um, $5 is the digital copy. Um, and for $10, I have a digital package, which is, um, uh, at this point, probably close to 400 pages, um, including Curio. Um, I have a graphic novel in there uh, by a close friend called... Uh, a, co- a close friend named Tony Keaton called Wolves of Summer um, by him and his artist friend Andrew Herbst. And uh, it's great. Um, there's a ton of good stuff in there. 20 bucks gets you um the physical copy and all of the digital rewards um, I have a print um, uh, by Chad Shepard for 30 and Chad Shepherd's worked on um, Voltron from the ashes and um, he's also my collaborator on the brawler Kickstarter um, and then for forty dollars it's two prints featuring um, a print from Adam Ferris um, who I mentioned earlier um, fifty dollars um okay so fifty dollars I have to I have to explain a little bit so last year I printed an ash can version of curio And in absence of having cover art, I printed a blank matte sketch cover. Um, And I sent copies of the sketch cover out to uh, all of the artists who worked on Curio. And I had them do sketches on them. And then they're going to send them back to me. Um, some of them are in the mail right now, I believe. Um, and then I'm going to be using those at the fifty dollars level. You get uh, an early build of the curio book, which has some stuff in there that's not in the original version over the final version. and it'll also have a one of a kind sketch by one of the artists uh, on it. Um, and then at the hundred dollar level, I have original page art from the book. Awesome. And that's what you get.
2: <laughs> and that's what you get. And That's the end and of that. How
3: adjective. do I? How am I supposed to end <laughs> that? Is, it is spiel. I, I think. I
2: like it, spiel. It, yeah, it was a good spiel. It ended. It started really badly with me saying how do you find Curio on Kickstarter <laughs> and you having to answer that question with you can <laughs> search for Curio on Kickstarter. Well, I, did,
3: I was going to say, I, I heard an unusual amount of recognition in your voice. You were like, oh. Oh, I oh, like, did. Oh, yeah, oh.
2: I thought I'd try and oversell it to try and salvage what was left of that question. But there, you know, it's fine. It works. You're fine. Um, but Wonderful. No, it, it, it is really cool. I mean, yeah, we didn't, um, we actually talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but you sent us a um, a digital copy of one of the stories in it called Vanquish um we uh we read it. I listened silently while wes read it uh as we laughing. were uh, starting to it. record
1: it, <laughs> yeah like
0: it, it's probably one of the things where if you get me like it's funny when you when you read a comic and you reading it you know, I was basically- sort of like the the ultimate way of like you're reading a cop you're reading in front of someone as they're watching reading silently as you're reacting to it openly as you're <laughs> And I'm just and once I got to like the first page of the peacock and it's like explaining the peacock hunting scene. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just laughing my head off, going, "Okay, this is great. This is exactly Ugh. what I needed tonight. This is awesome."
3: And oh, thanks. So, yeah, that's so nice. Um, yeah, uh, Vanquish is actually the only story in the book that's currently available anywhere else. Um, you can actually get that on Comicsology oh, cool. um, if you search for. Yeah, yeah, if you either search for uh, me, Ian Mondrick, or if you search for Vanquish, um, you'll find it on there. And it is the robust price of 99 cents. It's worth it. Um, yeah, I think that's fair for eight pages. Yeah. I don't know if that yeah, absolutely. amounts yeah. is yeah. It's worth for, checking out.
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. Cool. And it's worth checking out because, um, you know, I, I imagine that's kind of a taste of, of what people can expect with um, Curio. And if, you know, it, it's one of those where, you know, you spend 99 cents to find out, whether you like the stuff you read a read a good short story and then you spend five dollars and you get the whole thing digitally
3: well let me just i i said just skip the 99 cents go right to the 20 that's
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's
3: coming from a non-biased in, yeah coming from a non-biased point of view spend all of your money on this yeah. i mean donate multiple times <laughs> and i'm just that's i think it's probably again non-biased opinion um, yeah, objective,
2: well, objective yeah. point of Steal
3: image. if you have to. I guess is pretty much <laughs> do, do a
0: list of things that you should that you don't have to admit to people. To uh,
3: <laughs> do, I do. I mean, do something you're maybe slightly not proud of. I mean, I want you to be able to exactly. look yourself in the mirror after this, but like not direct eye you know, so contact. Like don't go. Yeah. But no,
0: what, what I kind of yeah. what I appreciate about what you do with Vanquish is, and I, I said some of this before before we started recording officially, but. I love that, and kind of it it was very also kind of old school in a way, how you just went for it. And you just freaking went for it. You just, you slammed a lot of really, of like, really cool stuff in there that will grab anyone's attention. And then, and it's kind of like you, and it all started, and it all started with a freaking peacock. And then, and then you get taken on this larger journey throughout the nine pages. And and it's, very
3: a, happy. A and it's a robot peacock to boot. Robo peacock. It's a
0: robo peacock. Robo peacocks are, are, are scary and awesome, and also dangerous. Never trust. them. True. But uh, <laughs> but it made but and it's and it also has just the right amount of comedy, action, and and you get just a, and it's like the character Chucky in here. You get enough of an and in, like in the introduction to her, and you get just enough to kind of go. I want to know more about this girl. Who is this girl? What is she about? And and like I said, when I when I start laughing, I'm already connecting because I'm already I'm already laughing. I'm into the world, and then I'm already and then I got really into it by the night pages And now it's sort of like I want more now. Okay, I'm in. This is cool. <laughs> so so it's it's a good like that's why I'm saying if you're if you're on Comixology and you decide to look this up, ninety nine cents. Give it a go. I mean, try it. I think you, I think you'll dig it because I. I really liked it. I, I was just, Matt. When, when Matt had to hear me laughing and, and pretty much laughing up, on my, on the end of like of the peacock hunting bit at the beginning. I'm just like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm in this and I'm laughing openly in front of my co-host, So yeah, <laughs> roll with it. Cause I, I don't hide my reaction. If, I'm, it if right. I'm into it, it's like, I'm in. So. Uh,
3: dude, thanks. I mean, it, it, it's um it's so great. I mean, listen, obviously, like I, I, I don't want to fail to mention the amazing work that uh, yeah. uh, Sam Blanco did on the art. Yeah. So definitely check him out on Twitter. It's uh, I believe it's S.V.M.I.M. But I think you can search for him for Samuel Blanco um, because that kid's amazing. His style is just it's super unique. And, I, and um, I just yeah, I just I love the way she looks. I love the way. Yeah. I love the way she's dressed. He um, yeah, he really nailed that. And the colors. Are are by a, uh, a friend of mine from Portugal named Cuico. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, the letters are by Zach Sam. Who, uh, if you need letters done, I can think of two people: Nikki and Zach. Hi, um, Nikki. And I, I couldn't re- recommend either of them higher uh, more highly.
2: Sorry. I, Very so, cool.
3: Yeah, but I think they they they're really they're really sorry. Oh, no, sure, sure, great. sure. Yeah, no, no, it was it was great. Um, it was. Matt, it was okay that you weren't there because you were replaced by Nikki. And that's the that's the closest substitute so far that I, I found. I
2: feel as though I left it in so, safe hands.
3: We are doing a Halloween episode yeah, yes. in later October. So
0: I I much was like, first person I thought to guess, Nikki.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. You made a wise choice. Uh, yeah, I, I relish the opportunity to talk to her. She, got, she does a lot of lettering in Curio. Um, and she's actually... Um, I, yeah, right now she's working on the lettering for brawler as well. So um I'm super excited to have her on board.
2: I think she's, she's awesome. part of another Kickstarter or another project that's coming up as well at the moment.
3: Good. Yeah. She should be. She's um she's worth every penny.
2: Yeah, I but a name um dropped on War Rocket Ajax and I was like, Oh I know that person.
3: All right. I love name drops. Name yeah. yeah. drops are
2: awesome. Um I feel as though I feel as though we've all gotten a little closer, I feel like we've bonded, I feel like we know each other a little better. So I'm I'm reluctant to bring it up because I feel oh, like yeah. we are we are gonna be at odds to this. Um and I didn't listen. You just mentioned the fact that I wasn't on the latest Supercomic Battle Wars. Um and you uh one of your picks for uh, top five comics of the week. Two was, of my five forty uh, percent of my secret picks. Secret Empire number ten. We've gotta talk about Secret Empire Omega Uh-oh. Wes you've got you've got thoughts. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Danger, danger! well Rob is in danger, we are entering the dark zone.
2: But that was close to singing. Then did you hear that?
3: All, I was singing <laughs> that.
0: <thing>, Jesus.
2: <laughs> uh, Sorry, I've shine a light on it. I ruined it.
0: Uh, so, okay, here's and actually, I've actually uh, the one thing about me is I also when I when I have it, when I have time to think on something because my initial reaction to Secret *Omega* to *Empire Omega* was quite visceral initially because I was sort of like. That event was one of the more exhausting comic experiences of my life. And not not as much for the event, but just all the reactions to it.
3: I agree with you. I agree with you that it's exhausting. So, Please continue. So that's,
0: but as the event itself, it's like... I think like, it's one of the things where I'm, all, I'm almost convinced I'm going to have to reread it again in, as a graphic novel before I can fully like condense my thoughts in some way outside of... Well, that freaking experience exhausted me but omega itself i would say it's when i was talking with uh with uh, patrick a little bit uh p henry p henry and i'd anyone yeah i'll make sure to get his twitter handle right but yeah he's
2: while you're doing that i will say that uh, we are probably going to be spoiling the the ever-loving yeah, shit out henry. of uh, <laughs> secret empire omega
3: oh yeah and i mean listen if you haven't had if you don't know the end of secret empire or you've had it spoiled for you or you haven't had it spoiled for you already that's your fault it's like two three weeks but old but, yeah, p. <laughs>
2: like, get with the time so if you're trade
3: waiting so i mean he, just, skip, yeah, ahead, yeah. just skip ahead yeah just ahead yeah, for
2: yeah. the
0: spoilers because but it was funny henry,
2: to the end probably because this is probably going to carry us through but,
0: but p henry was talking about it or patrick was talking about it on twitter and and i said and it was funny because he, I feel bad, because Matt and I were talking on Twitter, and we're sort of like, mm, about Secret Empire, and he's like, I liked it. I'm like, it's all good, dude. <laughs> we, we. But he we was talking he was talking about, like, the the Punisher and Black Widow stuff in Secret Empire Omega, and I'm like, actually, I really like the, the Punisher and um, Black Widow stuff they're building up in uh, Secret Empire. Like, that's the... Like, as much as I was kind of hit or miss on the whole Steve Rogers Hydro Cap stuff, that I... I kinda get where Spencer was going. It just didn't grab it took it's gonna be that I'm probably gonna end up having to reread, like I said, when I read the full graphic novel later as a whole, that'll probably be when I get my full opinion of it down the line. But the stuff they're setting up for Black Widow and Punisher pretty game for that, actually. That should be pretty cool. That that could be actually pretty neat. I'm actually game yeah. pretty game for that. Though it's kinda of funny, I was watching one review and someone said, Well, Punisher's back to status quo um, but you know, upon sure this, had to get him back to, had to get him back to kind of, kind of where,
3: worth... yeah, I don't think he's, really well, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. Usually the way these events work, it's, it's, it, it's, no secret that the, the way a lot of these events work is the status quo is barely adjusted, or interrupted. Mm-hmm. you know, it always goes we... back to the status quo. Yeah. And there's usually, a, there's usually a death, you know, you, you know, um, you know, not since Civil War, I think, you know, have they had. Well, and I mean, you can make an argument for Secret Invasion as well, because um, they did do the Dark Avengers reign and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, so so again, I, I'm not with me. It's like uh, I'm not so much concerned about I always look at the big events as like as like the blockbuster movies. You know, I don't expect as much nuance and as much, you know, kind of genre specific stuff. In like Age of Ultron as I do in Winter Soldier like Winter Soldier is a specific type of movie but Age of Ultron is the Avengers movie it's everyone all together so it's like you know you you don't get to complain if there's flavors or things in there you don't like or that are too broad because no, that's just bit. kind of the way they're Ult- engineered the
0: of Age of Ultron, um, David, James Spader was awesome James Spader was awesome as Ultron
3: I love
1: mm. his voice.
0: So, yeah I
3: just totally. wanted to put that in there it was great nice.
0: yeah. James
3: Spader. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's it's not the it's not the it's, not the it's not the best. So we most original. Always,
2: yeah, we have to always talk up James Spader. <laughs> he's,
3: he's one. of the VCs on this. Uh, he's paying <laughs> for the mics. Um, no, no, he's he's great in it. I love him. Um, but um, but so I I think that maybe a lot of the friction for a lot of people is that this is much more of a thinky metaphorical kind of summer event than I think we've ever seen before. And I, I think obviously, you know, as, as I mean, may, and maybe we're not on the same page with us, but like as far as when you said, you know, I think we know where he was going with this is like, yeah, I, I mean, obviously it's a metaphor yeah. for the country right now. I mean, the, the country is super divided and, and we see the same figure in two entirely polarizing uh, uh, opposite viewpoints. And, you know, and, and maybe maybe people don't want that many politics injected into their books, but. You know I, I feel like I feel like this is the sort of thing that as you said uh two episodes ago that that um it'll more I think as you just said now like it'll read better in trade I think it might down the road when these wounds aren't as fresh or they're not as immediate but I think as far as like weaving current events and and making them you know uh interesting and readable I think is great and I also think that one of the things about secret empire was that it wasn't so much about cap. Like I got more of a sense of like the ground teams working on this thing, um, you know, and about Hawkeye and, and, and uh, Nat working together and uh, Miles Morales uh, uh, coming to Vegas. Like I, that to me, more of the book was about the resistance fight than about the, the, uh, the confusion of uh, uh, OG Steve Rogers in, in Kobe extreme world. And, and all of the parts where um, you know they 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 try to humanize or make you sympathize with uh, Hydra Cap, even though he's an evil piece of shit, is great because I think that too frequently in these these big events the 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 bad guys are are so one sided and so obviously evil and um, you know this guy's this guy's pointing out our flaws and that's always painful to hear and he especially did it in the in uh, Omega I mean man like he got right to the point of things like he he's. Hydrocap is really it, good at pointing it, out our weaknesses, and, and that's it is. Sucks I think it's funny. It's
0: like, like, like I said, down down the line, like I said, it's not. It's probably not as much the context of the event because really, like it's, it's funny because it's like when you talking about politics. Like I actually like politics in my comics, Lord. I one of my first books I read was Transmetropolitan, so so. uh oh, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I I, think I like that's great politics in my
1: comics, so
3: and and that and that speaks to corruption in general i mean that's i mean who knows like you know in 20 years well who knows if any of this is going to be relevant in 20 years but in, in 20 years i mean this might not have as much of a punch you know what i mean or, or it could have even more of a punch i don't know but um but i yeah you know i agree why i i understand i completely it, understand why some like people me, just ruffle some mostly people's feathers it
0: was it's like the, mostly it was like the conversation around Secret empire wasn't like it was it was just like y'all gonna freaking lose your dang minds by the end of this event because you're all getting a mind because it's like the people who were really really hardcore defending it could be just as bad as the people who were hardcore against it and they started going back and forth with one another and it became a collision course in okay who's trying to prove who's right and who are and and basically everyone's arguing and Mm -hmm. it's
3: getting obnoxious you know yeah, for for me, like I'm I'm less I'm I'm not upset about the uh, Cosmic Cube shenanigans, um, because to me, I mean it's all it's obvious, right? Like you've got, well, you know you've got nice you've got good Cap in this weird world, and Kobik introduces herself, I don't know, in like six or seven, and it's like okay, well, how how do we get this back? Like obviously the vehicle is going to be the Cosmic Cube. Nobody's pulling mm-hmm. the Infinity Gauntlet out of their ass or the you know ultimate that would have been funny Gaulet if
0: someone suddenly is like. Hey kids, guess what? A nullifier? Some... Oh. Where did you get nullifier from?
3: <laughs> I was I was sitting on this nullifier the whole time. Um, which kind of nullifier is that? Oh, it's the ultimate one. <laughs> um,
2: what about the penultimate ultimate uh, <laughs> nullifier?
3: But that one is not as you might be led to believe. Good, not as good. Um, almost, but not quite. Um, so, um, so that didn't that didn't uh, that didn't make me mad because I kind of saw that coming. But what was important to me was the the method of how they got it like, figured out. And I did find that uh, to be quite clever, is um, uh, Bucky riding in uh, with Ant-Man uh, was, on the, the last shard or whatever. Yeah, I was like, that's that's that works for me. I mean, it makes sense. And, you know, the whole give me your hand, you know, grab me and all that stuff. And it was good. Like, I mean, I'm worried right right with that. With it.
2: Like, that that's, um, it, as you say, like, that, that's that got to be done, hasn't it? Like, the the whole kind of Cosmic Cube, change, like, switch-o-changer at the end. Like, I think everyone knew that that was going to happen. Like, and I think that was that's kind of that's as you say that's the least offensive part for me because i don't i don't find that i, I don't find that because that's kind of classic comics and it's like well that of course that was going to happen of course there was going to be you know a switch around at the end we knew that, like you yeah. know we, we the very like most kind of cynical part of it we've seen the solicitations we know mark wade's going to be writing a captain america comic and it's not going to be evil captain america it's going to be right. normal captain america so you know we know well, and,
3: back. yeah and I, and I hate and I hate to generalize or make assumptions but I assume that most of this this chatter about you know the anti-semitic undertones or whatever kind of controversy people are trying to manufacture they're not familiar enough with comics to realize like a heel turn when I they don't, see it. Yeah,
1: I don't even... You know what I
3: mean like these people who are upset with Secret Empire don't see Superior Spider-Man and freak out mm, for whatever reason. I don't
2: know I don't know if it's that though. I don't think I don't think it is that. I think a lot of people were um you know at the risk of getting getting back involved in it, which I absolutely do not want to do um the like the, I think the the main concern with a lot of people was this this the um the very idea of doing it anyway, and I think a lot of people that were fans were. You know, were uh, kind of annoyed with it and frustrated with it because of like the kind of the anti-Semitic undertones and stuff. But also, you know, they knew that it would be going back to the status quo eventually. So you kind of stuck in this catch twenty two of like, well, you don't want it to, you know, you you know that it's not going to be real, Uh, so you know that it's going to be reversed, and which should be a good thing. But that makes you more angry because it's like, well, it's going to be reversed anyway. So what's the point of what's the point of doing this, which would anger people if it's going to be so fleeting?
3: Well, and I think, but I think then what we go into is, is we go into the, the, the timely political mm. nature of it, you know what I mean? And, and I think, um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the grief that, you know, uh, uh, the, the democratic party or, or progressive or liberals in general, um, I think that, that we feel is that, that you, you've been presented with your weaknesses now, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the. Uh, you know, and and Wes, I mean, I know I don't obviously don't want to make it too political, but I think that's really what it is: is that we've been forced to face that like there's there's a contingent of people out here that we maybe didn't know how to handle, and that that's always challenging to hear. And when you see it presented in an entertainment form like this, it's challenging as well. And I don't necessarily think that he should be faulted for it. I mean, listen, if you don't like it, you don't like. it like no arguments.
0: It's like it's um, interesting because I want to reread it down the road because I want to reread it after oh the bloody discussion of it. And I just want to get a chance to really, right. like, deep dive into it away just, from it all because sometimes
3: I don't think it's going to seem
2: like that big of a deal. People, I don't. I just. I don't. I, I don't think it is, and I think that's the that's what I'm kind of. I was going to say worried, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But I'm kind of. I'm. I'm curious to see like year like years from now yeah. how it will be viewed because the the biggest you know as you say like the biggest problem that people have with it is the fact that. A lot of people are raw to this kind of you know political um validation i suppose in a way you know and i think i I think people are justifiably raw about it as you say and so i think like um it's not it came at both the perfect time and like the worst possible time but more than that i think i'm interested to see and the, the only and i think i said this right at the beginning and i definitely said it a couple of like those two episodes ago like i'm i'm curious to see how this reads out of that context because I'm curious to see if it is if it is regarded as a kind of trans kind of universal political commentary or if it's more like The Ultimates which is kind of, you know, could only have been written in 2002 2003, you know, and was a direct response to 9-11 and was this kind of, you know, Miller-esque version of, uh, of The Authority and that kind of thing and it's like, is that you know that that couldn't that couldn't come out in the same form now and i can't imagine secret empire being being written you know in any other political landscape yeah if
3: it was written in 2013 i don't think it would have been a big deal at all yeah I think it would people have, all kind you know, of laugh timing, at it i suppose
1: huh?
3: mm, yeah but timing's that, well, I mean, but that's but that's the part that's the point of it right i mean you yeah. they wanted it to be this way you know, it wasn't like, oh, shucks, he's he's doing this story that somehow incredibly mirrors the current political yeah. climate in this country. Whoopsie. Like, they did that shit on purpose and they're trying to stoke those fires. I, mm. I, I, and just as... This... There is one thing I'm
0: curious about. Like, I will be curious to see, and I don't mean to interrupt you, I was just like, but the one thing, one of my favorite bits of the issue, and that kind of caught my eye, now that I think back on it, is the Captain America, when someone was a little bit scared of like Captain America as he's rescuing a kid.
3: Mm. And, uh, Oh, that's, see, that's, uh, that is something, see, and that, and that I think gives an interesting direction to the character, it forces him to behave now, in a I'm different like, way.
0: And it's funny how I'm thinking about this stuff as, because it's like, see, the one thing is like, I sometimes get a very visceral reaction, but then I mellow, and then I think about, well, wait, was this as rough as I thought it was? And, because, and then it's like, well, it's still something like not, I'm not as into, but I did like that scene, and I'm like. Man, it's gonna give Wade a lot to play with. Play with with this upcoming run because the Wade and Sandy run is gonna be exploring that. And I'm like, huh? Okay, I'm playing a game see how this explored and what comes. I think comes Mark out Wade, of it.
2: you know, he's he's a cute. He's obviously a very competent writer. Um, you know, a lot of his later stuff or a lot of his newer stuff is a bit kind of odd uh, at the moment. But what I I think he, I don't envy him writing this. Like, new captain man oh. because he's caught between he's caught between secret empire and legacy and they are two completely opposite things uh, yeah, intentionally so obviously you know they want to get back to the kind of the classic marvel stuff but they i i think from reading secret empire like the the worst thing they could possibly do is sweep it under the rug you know, I think they've they've kind of they've 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 made their bed with this now, and they need to kind of show the consequences, the ramifications of it. And as you say, like the in, the the interesting part of that Secret Empire Omega was that moment where someone flinched with Captain America, and it's like, well, that is that's 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 the reality of it, isn't it? You know, obviously we don't live in a world where there are kind of like scrolls every five minutes and and evil clones and stuff. So you know. The very realistic reaction to that is if you if your face is plastered around as the as the enemy, you know, then you will be branded that way by some people for life. And but that's not what. But then you look at legacy, and you look at the new Captain America. You know, they've got Chris Samley on for a reason. You know, he has that kind of classic, you know, uh, you know nostalgic superhero style to his to his art that kind of makes you think that's where they want to go. And so I. While I want to see Secret Empire, the consequences of Secret Empire be, uh, you know, explored, I don't think, you know, I also want to read a Captain America comic that is back to Captain America being Captain America. So it's kind of, Wade has to put both of those in that story. And I don't know whether that's possible. And I worry that that's, that literally is just going to drown the book. And I think he's, you know, he he's going to talk, he's going to try and touch on secret empire and try and touch on the fact that no one trusts him anymore probably have this kind of like grounded arc where you know he wanders across america trying to find himself but like i think he, you know he, that's not going to be the book people want to read if they're coming to captain america for the first time um and you know people that want to read about the the ramifications of secret empire you know is a mark wade chris samney captain america book the way to to way to do that i don't know
3: yeah i i gotta be yeah i mean i think either way again i think either way it, it's a good it's a good place to leave the character and and, yeah. and a tight place but i i've said this i said this before um about superman um i i got into a not an argument but a discussion about him with an old uh friend who ran a comic book shop and i said i just i, I find him to be so milquetoast and so boring you know, and i just don't see anything interesting about superman and he's like well doesn't it say a lot that he's been around for this long and like it it forces the writers to work to make him fresh and to make him interesting and it doesn't always work but the fact that you've been able to tell these different stories from the different perspectives of this of this character Mm -hmm. over the years um you know speaks to the you know almost infinite directions they can go in um so i'm always excited when there's an interesting point to leave off the character and i think I think if they're smart, they'll capitalize on this. People don't trust him and are kind of afraid of him, and he's got to work to get that back. I think that mm. that'd be a great
0: starting point. Is it bad though? So I I remember someone was saying that they kind of wish they would have that Captain America would kind of do like the whole Nomad. I think they're kind. can of, yeah. they kind of Play with the Nomad. It's well, like
2: the original Secret Empire, didn't it? So listen. Yeah, they actually I, just a want, nomad. I just
3: want. I just want I just want a U.S. <sighs> agent. That's all I want. Give me a U.S. agent again. He was dope. I love that outfit. He was eight. Did you like um, the? Did you like the Like, did you like the, orig-
0: like, the kind of Captain America-inspired outfit, or did you like the one?
3: Yeah, the black one. That the was black cool. one. That was a really cool. Yeah, outfit. that was super cool. Yeah, I love you. I love that one. That's what I'm talking about. I
0: remember that. Do you
3: guys have like a? Do you guys have like a favorite Marvel event? Um, <sighs> yeah. Like I mean, something that just stands out. That like, if and it doesn't necessarily have to be for a first-time reader, but just like one that maybe is your personal favorite. Well, in that sense, like the one that is.
2: Like the one I got a kick out of reading the most, but it absolutely isn't for a first time reader is the uh, secret wars from a few years ago like i oh
3: that's that's one of my all-time all-time.
2: yeah I, I thought like the the hickman story, the central story was Ugh. tight was like awesome, had some massive like epic moments, and I feel as though that the the zero issue where like you know the two worlds collided was one of the one of the best kind of marvel issues I've ever read. And then, like, yeah. I liked the the setup for the whole event, you know, in this idea of, right, it's, it's a crazy patchwork world, you know, just go nuts with it. Like, led to a load of really cool. Some of the creatives. best stories
3: were told. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: There's so many amazing stories told in that whole battle world time frame. Like, that's where the Old Man Logan uh, book came from. Like, uh, yeah, so much good
0: stuff. Yeah, they, got, they get the A Force app. Yes! Yes! People, yes! They um, got old man Logan. It's I mean, You got uh, renewed your vows. So you got Renew your vows out of it.
3: Yeah, do you guys remember um, uh,
2: 1872? Yeah, that yeah
3: was, the that uh, was Angela. Rare. Yeah, yeah, and there was like Garth Ennis one, like where monsters dwell or something, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it was I never just
0: finished the finish all that one, but I read um,
2: the Seven. King Kitty uh
3: Star Lord one were good. I like, read that one too. Kind and,
2: of movie, yeah. yeah.
0: See, <laughs> it's like Secret Wars is sort of like an. Secret Wars was one of those crazy events that it did a lot of really cool stuff. In that, and that was probably, like out of the recent stuff, that was probably, yeah, I can pretty much easily say that's probably one of my more favorite events because just of all the mad stuff between Hickman's mm-hmm. main event story and then everything else surrounding it was just like, even the ones that didn't hit, they were just try. it was just like throwing stuff at the wall and
3: seeing what kind of stuck and you could do it with this event. Yeah, yeah, and that one was kind of just, cool. Just yeah, I just it is it is really though. Secret Wars is an event for Marvel nerds. Oh yeah, I feel, it is. I feel like it's it's one of those things that really tests the limits of like, like I mean because you know Molecule Man is at the center of it. Arguably, the the three most in, important characters in the book in reverse order are Doctor Doom, Reed Richards, and Molecule yeah. Man.
0: You want know under like that's. And, and you know what's weird though like i was like thinking about this and i mean i just popped in my head it's like the one i'm not sure if it counts like the, they really, but i kind of always found the dark rain period of marvel fascinating
3: so good though it's, it's so, so good. fascinating like that's that's what popped in my I, head
0: like that's another one i really like because i in exploring that one it's one of the that was one of the most weirdest and fascinating things marvel probably ever played with was this dark rain yeah. period
3: and it was such and it was and it was the it was the pairing that was so great it was um, uh, Dakin Wolverine's kid as Wolverine mm-hmm. it was Venom as uh, Matt Gargan Venom as Spider-Man it was Bullseye as Hawkeye which holy shit how someone was out having beers that night and they were they were riffing it off the top of their head and somebody was like write that down oh, yeah, write yeah. that down Um uh, of marble. Yeah, right. And um, uh, Norman Osborn is a combination uh, Captain America, Iron Man, um, Iron, Patriot. Iron, Iron Patriot. Patriot. Yeah, just good stuff. And I'm, I think I feel like we're missing somebody. But oh, I'm then not they
0: sure. had Sentry
3: on the team um, and Ares. and...
2: Sentry and Ares. Yeah, Century that was it. Ares, Ares of Thor, yeah. Thor, wasn't they? And then they had... yeah, yeah I mean, Ares I was the whole, be Thor. Oh, oh, the whole, the whole, you know, the whole Dark Reign. But then all the, where that sat in Marvel at that time, you know, because it started with. Disassembled. Secret Invasion? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, well, yeah, Secret Invasion, Then, but then before that, like, you know, oh, this yeah, massive kind of huge arc of stories that was, like, Disassembled and, you know, New Avengers and House of M and uh, Secret Invasion and...
3: Secret War, and the original Secret War with um, Venison before
2: that, yeah, and then, like... Um,
3: Quake, they
0: introduced
2: Quake. Yeah, Secret Warriors.
0: And, and man was part of uh, Secret Wars back in the day.
1: That... That's
2: true. So yeah, well that was it. That was the cool thing about the new Secret Wars. he'd like they had so many throwbacks to the original. Like,
1: high, yeah. high, man.
2: how Hickman managed yeah. to tie in all of his all of his stories or all of his plot from Avengers and New Avengers and uh, Avengers World and all that, and and from before that, from like Secret Warriors and Fantastic Four, and and weave that all into a story that was still. Like homaging the original Secret Wars with like the Battle World and and the Molecule Man and Doctor Doom like getting Ultimate Power because he does that in the original as well you know and it's sure. just like it's really cool kind of mirror image of of that original 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 series it's really cool
3: yeah that's great my uh mine uh would be Infinity Gauntlet by a long shot yeah Ooh, that's a good one that- and there's just something I, I was a kid I was a kid I was like 13 when it was coming out and having to wait like month to month to read those issues and mm. that issue where that uh, thanos just kills kills everybody it was um yeah so so mind-blowing for me at a young age that uh yeah. it
2: almost does well there, there is there's almost nowhere to go from infinity corner isn't there like obviously there is because there's like decades of continuity afterwards but like you know how much bigger do you get than than destroying half. Well, that's half that's
3: that's it. I mean, that's the that's the question: of what Marvel's got planned for Phase Four? Yeah, you know? yeah. Like who's who's gonna who's gonna die? Hint: Vision. But <laughs> um, you know, yeah, Vision's totally dying. You reckon? I got I got I got mo- I got even money on Cap and Iron Man dying.
2: No way. Um, well, I mean, I could see I could see Iron Man dying because I think that kind of but think about that suits his arc. Like oh, I yeah. think that kind of that fits the end of Tony Stark's kind of arc in the films and also you know he's he's getting on a bit now so he's not going to be able to do it forever
3: it's um it's that thing it's the yeah, you made a lot of money
0: off those movies Absolutely, yeah. but
3: see here's what's so here's what's so well the other well when I mean, this is a completely separate argument but there's no there's no movie stars anymore really like people aren't movie stars they're famous for roles um like like robert denny jr isn't a movie star he's iron Man. Mm. like like robert Jennings jr's done two Sherlock Holmes films and a, and a lawyer movie that nobody gave a shit about. Like he's not a movie star. You don't go to see movies cause Robert Downey jr. Is in it. you go to see iron man because iron man movies yeah. are awesome. Same thing it, with Chris Evans.
0: Yeah. And you it's know? funny. Chris Evans yeah. is talk, like, what was it? I was talking with somebody who, um, was an extra in, Who was an extra in one of the, in the, in the, in the uh, movie. It was in civil war. And he was an extra civil war, right? Where, uh, Chris Evans started to agree to start doing, uh, Marvel movies again after signing a new contract, and he kind of was not sure if he wanted to, mm. and he was still. Oh, so
3: yeah, I, is he is is he still on contract? I, I and mean, I immediately yeah, I rescind him he's, like, he's wrapping up his contract with these next bit of movies he's doing. But but I mean, like, you've got so many great options. Like like you know, Bucky can be Cap, Falcon can be Cap. Like you could just we can move on, and and I think um, you know, I mean, listen, they might not do as well, or I don't know, they might do better. But I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited to see like a new Avengers movie.
0: I do you know I mean? want to see. I do want to see like um like a fresh little because they can do it. I mean that's that's kind of like the neat thing they have with the MCU is because they're going to be doing like the next Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel is coming out. It's going to be set before all the rest of the yeah the 90s That's cool. and it's going to be set. Yeah, that's dude.
3: It's 80s. It's like 80s, and it's with scrolls. I'm like, this is phenomenal because theoretically, like you could. You could kill Captain America and have him be a scroll <laughs> and uh, and then find out that the real Captain America is on some ship somewhere, and like there could be the Guardians have to find- Oh my god! Good, insane! I don't know, I want
2: and, Cap and to be funny. that guy, but like so one one of the characters to be. Yeah, well, yeah. you know
3: what I'm saying. But,
0: but what's funny is what well, I'm one of my favorite moments of like reading about that movie. Someone's like, you realize now, if Nick Fury's actually had heard of Captain Marvel. Is now Nick Fury's gonna have to explain? Hey Nick, why didn't you tell us about this ultra powerful, like, other hero that we've had just chilling in the background? Um,
3: She's gonna disappear. She's gonna disappear into space at the end of the movie, and completely leave the Earth and possibly never be seen from again. And that's why he doesn't bring her up. And, yeah, and then until, here. and then until they need her for the because until the Guardians and they have no way of contacting her, but the yeah, Guardians are into she'll, her. Know, she'll come in okay, in like makes a cameo at the
2: end of like the post-credit scene of Avengers three and then she'll be in avengers 4
3: fixed it yeah.
0: i just i just get a kick out of him because I, I love robert downey jr talking about um that avenger when they got him to do that, that avengers movie and it's like the age of is like oh they had to pay me so much money i got <laughs> i got it's like i got paid like over like a he got like like got like no like hundreds of millions of dollars the because they got like like they, they tied in like it's they do Avengers they had they gave him like part of the gross and it was like this crazy number and it's like yeah probably Disney's mm-hmm. mad at me because I got paid um money <laughs> and, and it's like yeah like that's why Robert Downey Jr. Is sort of like but I'll keep doing like he he's sort of like yeah I was kind of done with doing these movies but then I kind of I like doing that little bit I did in Homecoming so now he's
3: kind of game to do a little bit more well I think you know that that's a great segue because I don't, I'm i sure you guys heard the news that or Stan Lee said something about Marvel trying to get the rights to X-Men mm, from yeah. Fox. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and I don't think that that's actually going to happen um, because I don't think Fox would give something like that up, especially if they mm. know they can make money on it. Um, but does. I would expect... Uh, but, but listen, But listen, money drives the whole thing, right? Money is the only reason that these things happen. And I'm assuming that everybody saw what Sony and Marvel were able to produce yes. with Homecoming and really really understand that it was a quality product and really want to make that happen you know and and when you have when you have um Hugh Jackman saying that the only way he played uh, Wolverine again is if it was in a Marvel movie and mm-hmm. they go well okay you know you can you can fight the Hulk like we're gonna get to see yeah, Hugh Jackman yeah. fight the Hulk and you go okay like I mean, listen, I don't know about anybody else here, but like, if that was a thing that was going to happen and they had, you know, like, I'm excited about that shit. That like, would literally oh, just
2: be a, a money printing machine at that point. Just,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, walk. so why wouldn't, why wouldn't we, there's a template for this deal. Mm. There's a template for, here's how this would work. You know, we get X dollars, you get Y dollars, everybody makes dollars, like, you know, and it it just opens up the floodgates I don't, of uh, of stories that you can tell. What
2: I don't understand is if we can sit here and we can absolutely justify, and we can the fact like the reasons why Fox should um, should share X Men with um, you know with with the Marvel universe. You know, they should share X Men despite the fact that it makes millions upon millions of dollars all on its own. You know, we can justify them sharing it with Marvel. What I don't understand is how Fantastic Four have not yet been introduced into the Marvel universe, because that's that is a it's a it's third sandwich of a of a of a franchise. For is it Sony well, owns it or?
3: they're both you no know, they're both fox oh, they're both fox
2: yeah so like i don't I certain why they've not done that because if we can sit here and go well x x-men would work and this is good reasons why and that makes well if i money. was
3: marvel i would definitely if i was marvel i would definitely be trying to include a deal either to do the same thing with the fantastic 4 or to but is that like um, is
2: it like we want X-Men. that we all say like yeah, if yeah we we definitely want fantastic 4 in the marvel universe but are they are they thinking about comics readers like the the kind of you know tens hundreds of thousands of comics readers then because they're actually you know they're bound to be thinking about the millions upon millions of moviegoers and as far as moviegoers are concerned fantastic for a garbage like fantastic for a, a ship
3: well, again again like take 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 fans take quality take everything out of it it's does it make money you know it's just like like tv shows only exist to satisfy people selling advertising time, that's the only way TV shows but make money. In that money. case, then, then so, the answer
2: is no, isn't it? Because Fantastic Four doesn't make money; it hasn't made money. Well, and so, why? Why but would it's they not, make that deal? It doesn't
3: make money because no one's got, it Doesn't make money because no one's gotten it right. And the thinking is, is that like, like so? Spider-Man Three wraps up uh, with by Sam Raimi, and then a couple of years after that, we have the the let's say the rebirth of the or the maybe the birth of the modern superhero film with um iron man right and that birthed the marvel cinematic universe and that stepped on the shoulders of like you know uh spider-man and, and the x-men earlier x-men movies that came before it. but now the shared universe thing like uh the you know the the tip of the hat and and references to other characters within this universe like all of that stuff really just kind of set the tone for what everyone else is doing now yeah. you know what i mean like um like like it or hate it iPhone set the standard for what cell phones look like. Correct. All cell phones look like the iPhone. The iPhone doesn't look like any other cell phone, um, and ob- objectively, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, so that's the that's the birth, and um, and I, I think that um, that what like they they found that they can get close to that now by doing this homecoming yeah. deal. You know what I mean? They they found that that this is the way that we can share in this kind of lightning in a bottle, as you said, license to print money that yeah. Marvel's come up with, where even their, even their movies that don't do as great, still do great. Mm. Um, and it's what everyone's looking for. So, so Sony made the right deal. Sony tried to redo with um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man and, and then they had like what, six movies planned and then Amazing Spider-Man two completely <laughs> shit the bed and all you of that stuff went away and, worst. and they either have to make movies they either have to make movies with those licenses yeah. or they lose them. And they've made two, like the two Fantastic Four movies have bombed. Like they're not going anywhere with that. So they're either going to lose it or they're going to try to deal for it. And that would, I would be assumed, what this chatter about the X Men deal is about. Yeah. Because they're both Fox properties. And I mean, I. I, No one thinks that's not awesome.
2: Yeah. And I, th- I think that's absolutely right. And I, I also think as well that Fantastic Four will. In the same way that Hulk does benefit from being in a shared universe. Like Hulk movies, like I've, I've not been a fan no. of either of the Hulk movies. Like the Incredible Hulk one, you could convince me that there's there's good moments in it, but I'm not a huge fan. But like, I don't know whether that character works on his own. And, um, you know, he absolutely does in the comics, obviously. But then I think the, the yeah. biggest... The best moments he's had on film have been in the Avengers movies, and most likely, I could, we could probably say this assuredly, he's going to have some great moments in Thor Ragnarok as well. And I think,
3: oh, I mean, that just that looks, insane it looks like it. Absolutely Off the Absolutely,
2: and I th- but I think that's what that was how that's how Fantastic Four would work as well. You know, they'd work in a shared universe, like a lot better than they probably would yeah. do on their own. Now, I think they would probably they would work as a solo movie. Like Spider Man Homecoming does a lot better than Hulk because they've got they have already got their own team dynamics, so I think they can already kind of uh riff off each other. And you know, you've got the the um, Johnny and Ben kind of dynamic and stuff like that. Um, but I'm just wondering, I don't
3: even want to get into casting, I don't even want to get into casting for the Marvel Cinematic Universe Fantastic Four because that would take, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah,
0: that I would would say, like, like, Captain uh, Funny, like, Fantastic Four, like, the one thing I've always thought about with that is like. Like you could either make it a movie, or because there's two ways you can go. If you want to make it like, because this is one of the properties you can either make it work as a movie or as a TV show,
1: hmm.
0: and you can go almost either way of Fantastic Four. Now, TV no lower budget. Yeah, but that's
2: the only problem because Fantastic Four bunch. is almost nah. the biggest budget comic. Like apart from events and stuff. Like
3: no, there's this there's this great story you can tell. You you start it after. Um, you start it po- uh, post um, death of the Human Torch. Like you start, you start it. You know, you don't do the intro. You don't do the guys go up into space mm-hmm. and all that shit. Like literally, they just they just lost Johnny to the annihilation. Well, that movie. makes
2: it less awkward, and, if, you know, if Chris Evans is going to be still right, Captain
3: America. And, yeah. yeah, but then the whole then like I mean, your act two or whatever is they they find out that he's not dead and yeah. he's they have to figure out a way to get. To whatever a nihilist is, because you, know, you can't do Doctor Doom. That's just no. I mean, you... you know, you could do Doctor Doom as maybe like some some despot that arises out of Sokovia after uh, the events of Age of Ultron and like rebuilds the city. Only if they this... treat
2: him right and not have him yeah. as this kind of weird techno cyborg thing. Yeah. They seem to be doing. Well, yeah, like again, that. it's
3: all that... yeah. I, mean, I'll takeaway, say, right? I think Doctor Doom has been laughably bad in both of those Fantastic Four movies. There is stuff to like. Money those... on the
2: table, like that, I, that. That announcement that a Doctor Doom movie is in is in production or in development. All... Money on the table, never going to happen. Yep. And that's never oh, going to happen.
3: One hundred percent. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I'm glad we're all in agreement about the Doctor Doom movie. I, I, like <laughs> Doctor Doom, yeah. Feel
0: like one. Like I, I mean, it'd be one of the things that could it work? Mm, I, I, it won't happen because they. I'm like. It would be one of the things where they, in Fantastic Four, it would be really cool to see that, like TV series. Like I said, it could work, but I actually would probably prefer it as a movie, as just something that really cut loose, because mm. that movie. Would look I'd want to be, see. I just want to see it happen. I'm like, I just want a good Fantastic Four movie.
3: This is going to sound. Yeah. I, I, I assume we're winding down at this point. Yeah. Um, because you said about an hour and a half. I'm not. Not that I'm in, in a rush to go anywhere, um, but. Um, I, this is going to sound really dumb, Christopher Nolan would do an amazing job with the Fantastic Four movie. Like, there'd be such a focus on science and, like, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. the, and the, the plot would just be smart and make sense and he has a way of kind of generating villains uh, that uh, would just be so great. I mean, obviously, there's huge parallels to me there and I don't want to, as I said, said kind is, of I, I would
2: have said, like, I would say that I disagree with that, but then the... I think Jonathan Hickman is is kind of has got the same kind of voice and the same kind of scope as Christopher Nolan does, and I loved Love Hickman's Fantastic Four. I absolutely loved it. So I think like, I think yeah, why not? I think that um, I think that could absolutely work. I think Did you, uh, you know the that? only thing they couldn't do is make an animated film because obviously that's already been done.
3: Did anybody freak out when they made Superman Red Sun?
2: What the the animated film?
3: No, no, no! I'm just saying the the one where uh, Superman's a communist. Anybody <laughs> like shit the bed? We should let the internet. We should remind the internet about that and see if everyone shits their pants. I do if think you know, about Red like
2: older stories and stuff.
0: A pretty damn. It's funny. I remember when I I read Red Sun for the first time,
3: and I was like. Dude, I like that book. That's a damn good read. Right, son? Dude, the <laughs> last – this is what I tell everybody. I say – this is what I tell everybody. I'm like, if you haven't read it, you have to read it. I go, it's this great – I go, it's really, really good. I go, and then the, le- the last 10, maybe 15 pages are so fucking mind-blowingly <laughs> amazing. I'm like, it takes this hard, hard turn like right at the end because like it's you're, – you're already like, all right, you're like, I get it. You know, I, I you know, you, you're, your understanding of the theme, it's winding down. And then it's just like, and then they go into the future and then millions of years and then billions of years in the future. And you're like, oh, ah! like, oh, yeah, it's just great. <laughs> what a great, what a great, crazy end of that. It's, fucking like, book. Mark, it's like, it's like
0: Mark Millar is like, he first starts out. It's like this very, like, kind of like, okay, builds, builds, and then goes completely nuts at the end. It's like, like, there's two Superman stories I really dig, like Red Sun. One, I now need to reread Red Sun because it's been a long time since I've read Red Sun, and and uh, two, but I also I also like Superman's Secret Identity. Because mm. that's another good one that that it also mm. takes like a very like generational look at Superman too, and doesn't have it's it's not like as that crap crazy as Red Sun now because now I like, I can't but it's like I can't remember the ending of Red Sun now but now like I said I need to reread Red Sun now, which. I don't have a copy on hand right at the moment, but I, I, but it's like, it's but guess what I'm going to be, I'm going to library in that craziness later. Cause I actually, <laughs> cause if you, any of you guys out there have the hoopla app from your local library here in the States, uh, I want to hook up with that because that's where I'm going to be hunting down when, when I get done with this. But yeah, red sun, but super, Superman, Superman, right is sort of like the, uh, like same, Very much like, it's sort of like Superman kind of like getting to grow up in real time. And like mm-hmm. a different take on Superman. Like so, like Secret Dennings are like my my personal favorite Superman story because that's the, like one I tell people. Yeah, like that's the one I actually recommend people checking out for like a general good understanding of Superman. Now, now Red mm-hmm. Sun, I'd recommend it's like, and then Red Sun, Pre- prepare yourself. <laughs> it, it is bonkers. It's like it's like it doesn't start out bonkers, and now I'm like reminded of how bonkers it was. I'm like
3: my my favorite my one of my favorite. Topics that, uh, not, I guess not topic, but one of the, the best things that he does is that, like, if there's a Superman, there has to be a Batman. Like, it's just this thing where, it just kind of like, <laughs> they, they necessitate one another, like the Alpha and the me- Omega or something. It's like, I love that. Like, when they get to Russian Batman, I'm like, oh, this is really good. Ever read Yell and a yeah. Nail? Yeah. Ever jail
0: Yell yeah.
2: and a Nail? Uh, uh there no, there, I've uh, heard I've heard, I have history. heard things about it, though.
0: It's actually pretty good. It's about it's Alan it's Alan Davis writing and drawing. Uh, basically, it's about a world without Superman, where Superman gets does not get does not come does not uh, become Superman until way later, because a nail hit Mom and Pa Kent's car when they were on the way to get Superman. So yes. yeah, I
1: remember Kent, that. Like a sliding
2: kind of door.
0: So Clark Kent grew up in in a, in basically. Grew up with the Amish. Oh, so you get Amish Superman. <laughs> and it's, so basically now it's Superman. So basically eventually they go, huh. So now, and then it becomes like, oh, so when is he going to figure out like his powers and all this stuff as, as it goes on from, so basically it's like there's a JLA and all the superheroes are around, but there's no Superman and they show, what happens when? What happens when Superman's not around to help out the JLA, and the world's a much completely different place? But here's Superman, hanging out with the Amish, and so it kind of builds from that. And then the second and, and this the second
3: story. He's no wait 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 hold on hold on he's he leaps tall barns in a single pound <laughs>
0: Actually, he's. he's
3: op- he's faster he's faster than lamp light not electric light <laughs> just lamp light
0: actually you're not wrong because they actually do have him doing barn raising so you're oh you're, you're, you're you almost do you're almost make me think of Amish paradise but cause you, cause been,
3: faster than a, a horse drawn wagon
0: in an Amish paradise so
2: you got him singing again so there um, go. yeah so I mean, all this, D, all this, talk about, I, comics, uh, all this talk about DC
0: comics, all this talk about DC
2: comics, and then previously talking about Fantastic Four has just reminded me that the Terrifics is a thing that's happening, and it still makes me <laughs> chuckle. I hate
0: being subtle, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I love that. It's like, what's the promotion for the Terrifics? Well, Marvel's not doing Fantastic Four right now. Oh yeah, so... we'll, we'll do it instead. It's
2: we'll, do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it.
2: Like, okay.
3: Do you want to name, name it something cool? No, not really.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. terrific is not a half bad little name. I, mean, I suppose if you're going to
2: have it, a Mr. It, Fantastic it, it, and a Mr. Terrific, I suppose it makes sense.
0: It works. Work me. yeah. just, I mean, it's just not even being subtle about the fact it's just DC Fantastic Four. So. Mm-hmm.
3: But like the super cool dude. <laughs> yeah.
2: The radical foursome um, people. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Radical the
0: radicals Radic- with
2: a K <laughs> with a Z. just want to have a Z off. with Does a Z yeah there
3: no, you yeah. go yeah. the all right well, guys we're done, done we're here done. great job we figured We've it all
2: out. We got it. Do you know um, right. what's made me think as well? Like you know how some yes, comics so? have got um, like music playlists in the back, in like the letters pages. Where, like, oh, if you're reading the comic, listen along to these songs. I feel like if this, oh, if yeah. this podcast had like a movie playlist, I think that would be the most buck wild list of book bu- of movies. It would have Miller's Crossing. It'd have The Raid. Uh, it'd have um, The Birds. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah, hey, you're looking at some yeah, quality exactly. yeah. a, a, a Christopher Nolan Fantastic Four movie that would easily be yeah, three that, hours.
2: That one at the end as well, yeah, we'll throw that in.
3: Oh my lord.
0: You know there's that one you know there's that you know that there's that one book that stats before uh James Sturm wrote and drew um uh
2: Unstable molecules. Oh yeah, yeah. The kind of weird and indie Fantastic Four. Weird
0: indie Fantastic Four.
2: Yeah, it was really good. Mm.
1: Yeah, that yeah, is was a like. Weird.
2: That, it was kind like, of like what if Fantastic Four were in the real world in the fifties, um, yeah. and I don't even know if they got mm. their powers or if they were like the whole, the whole, their whole deal was, you know, it the. Yeah, it's yeah, been a I... long time since I read it, but I think I think their powers aren't powers; they're just kind of metaphors. So, like you know, Sue Storm is the kind of the '50s housewife, which obviously means she's invisible. Um, and then like kind of um, oh. you know, um, Mister Fantastic or Reed Richards kind of he pushes himself to the limit. He's always stretching himself too far, kind of thing. I think it was things like that rather than it being. It reminded me. It was very kind of stray bullets kind of love and rockets esque kind of series it was really really weird really cool
0: there's a period there was a period where marvel really was going hyper experimental and they were just going let's try it. let's see what happens yeah i mean that's how you got that one omega the unknown book that feral uh, dalrymple did that
2: oh man i'd forgotten about and, that
0: and that and that and so there was like this period where marvel was just going give these indie people like some of these indie people let's let them cut loose on a few things and see what happens but it Mm. and there but actually one of my oddball really favorite things that recently came came out of marvel like like there's like the marvel did that you know like marvel did a 100th anniversary special
2: oh yeah with the um the one shots
0: the one shots there was one particular I really liked that James Stokoe.
2: I knew you were going to say James the James Stokoe, the Avengers one. It was brilliant. I'm a
0: Stokoe nerd. Yeah, so I freaking yeah. Love his art. James
2: Stokoe. Was like that that incredible. wasn't a particular
0: favorite because I'm like, that thing is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I crazy. still remember. Like, that. How much cool stuff can you shove into one issue of a
2: comic? Mean, Let's find yeah, out. Yeah, I remember that being very cool. Yeah. True. Um, But yeah, anyway, we should probably um draw it to a close there. I think we probably um, should wrap
3: up. We're kind of just we, out we,
2: this was good this was good Ian, thank you very much uh, for joining us um on this uh, podcast
3: oh thank you for having me man. I no it's been it so it's much. been a
2: lot of fun chatting with you fun, um, really, <laughs> really good so where can people find you and your work on the internet
3: so the best place to find me is on twitter um at ian underscore face um, I'm on Facebook. I have, a, I have a writer page on Facebook, but uh, I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Ian Mondrick. And that's the best place to find me. If you're interested in, in donating to Curio, um, like I said, like we like we figured out earlier, you can just <laughs> you can. go there and search for it. Um, or you can uh, check me out on Twitter. Um, uh, it's my pinned tweet. Uh, the link to the Kickstarter is in my bio. And um, and yeah, it's, um, it's really good. And there's a lot of really, really... Really talented people, much more talented than me, uh, that are part of the book that um, that you should definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, I that.
2: mean it's it runs until October the 11th. I'm reading here, um. So you know you there's um there's a good you know the good couple of weeks left, um. Well, more than a couple of weeks. Um,
3: and I will be promoting it very hard at um, uh at New York Comic Con. So if you are going to be at New York Comic Con this year, check me out. Um, tweet at me. Um, I'd love awesome. to uh, to hang out and uh, show you the Ashcam version. And um, yeah, cool. I'll be
2: there. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, we are. Um, well, this is that's the issue. Uh, my name's Matt Loon. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Matt Loon, um, and you can find the show at That's the Issue. Um, and uh, the show will be going up on SoundCloud, um, iTunes. Um, you can find it on my blog, which is awesomesourcecomics.com um and uh, where's where can people find you
0: you can find me on twitter at geeky landed and you can also find me on my own blog at dot where i also host that's the issue and and you'll find it on there when matt puts it up on on his site so so yeah it's you can pretty much find us anywhere at this point that's yeah, the issue find us. is pretty much anywhere you can find it. we're on podbean we're on we're on iTunes, please give us a review we'd love,
2: we'd appreciate it and so you can friends anywhere at this point yeah, well, that's it then, so I've enjoyed this chat, Uh, I know you guys have as well, because obviously you've been talking to me, Um, so there we go, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll uh, (laughs) we'll speak to you again soon, bye X-Men